All right, greetings, greetings, greetings. How are we doing this evening? Can you guys hear me? Are we, are we good to go? I put a little music in the background. Can everybody hear that little music or is it interfering with the signal? Let me know in the chat if you can hear a little bit of uh, cleansing meditation music as well. Get the vibe flowing. Good to go, it's okay. All right. When it was just playing by itself, wasn't picking anything up, so I was just curious, curious, curiosity. It's good to be curious. So welcome, happy now space, colon, Rachel, hyphen, Dara, colon, Prince, here with you. This now space on the Postmaster's Basic, which is a bridge for claimants and non-claimants to come together for all of us, a place that we can collaborate and listen. <laughs> collaborate and listen. So the reason, I'll tell you guys a little bit about real quick how Postmasters Basic came about. Anyone here heard of Psy Seminars? Put a thumbs up in the chat if you have heard of Psy Seminars. Let me know. P-S-I, Psy. I've been uh, pretty active in personal development throughout my life. I've gone to Tony Robbins. I've done various seminars. And Psy Seminars was one of them. And they have a uh, Psy Seminars basic course. And I want to give them a little props credit for being an inspiration, inspiration in the lives of many. And they, <laughs> they taught me so much. And just places and chances for people to come together and network and meet and have a, a tribe many little tribes among tribes and also to take one's life skills and apply them to the world and learn really great lessons. And so that's why I've uh, created the Postmasters Basic. Uh, and I came up with this concept because I thought that, well, if they've got something like that, they need to introduce people to the concept of what they're doing. and. So does this venue. And so I realized that many people think that all I've done is create a website for the claim of life.com. But I beg to differ, and I'm gonna stand up for myself here with you guys now that there's so much more to bringing Colin, Russell hyphen J. Colin Gould, Postmaster General of our world, Commander in Chief, forward. And Many of us are now starting to bring forward their expertise to this venue. And for me, it is such a blessing to have help. And I pray that each of us comprehend that when we are bringing forward our expertise and living a part of bringing forward our skills, that and, and, and creating a bigger, bringing it forward to a bigger cause, that that is a big service. It's 
like a seva. And many of the many of the team volunteer their time, including me. There's things that I do that I don't have a salary for. And the hard work and devotion of the, the folks that come into this venue who are maybe a little bit more behind the scenes, it doesn't mean that they're not giving it their all. And it doesn't mean that they're not providing some service for all of you guys and for the world. They've just the ones that had enough balls <laughs> to step up and uh, do something about it. And granted, some of them, like I said, might want to be a little bit more uh, behind the scenes than me. Uh, but that's just because um, maybe there's just because of the situation, there's not not the chance for them to come forward more and there will be. And so tonight I wanted to not only talk about the Postmasters basic and why we are coming here together, but also to actually throw this back on you guys, not just with, um, I have some questions that I would like us to go over and for to give to you guys to like, why, you know, why are you a sovereign? Why do you think you're a sovereign? Why? What are you doing with your life? And basically 10 amazing questions that you can ask yourself. And how to bring forward your gift to the world. Because I think the path of Russell-J. Colin Gould has helped uh, many of us allow us, give us the chance to also step forward and shine, which is a great blessing and we should see it as such because any chance that we meet a mentor or a hero or somebody who has done great things who gives us the chance to shine is I mean it's just that much more gratitude for for that person because oftentimes they don't want the recognition or they don't need it and they're doing it to help everybody. And the way that I see with Chief is that he did those things to help save the world at a time when nobody cared, nobody knew the difference, nobody knew the likewise better. Nobody realized that he would make changes to inspire or inspire all of us. And we sometimes get caught up in the past, right? And in what was done. But I think that's because we're just so curious. Like, <coughs> excuse me. Like, what exactly was he thinking? What, how did he do this? And that in itself and comprehending it and breaking it apart and breaking apart the, 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 the pieces of what he did gives us the courage to step into our own power. For me, that's what a sovereign is. I'm pretty fearless myself. And I would say there's a lot of fearless people around me right now in on the team. But I'm, and I'm, what I often find in my life is a lot of, of people who are living in fear day to day. And, and remember that one video where it's the, the chief's, inner, or Mark Kishan, out of the UK, the pirate, he's interviewing Chief. And Chief's like, the one thing, the only thing you gotta do is just be like fearless. <laughs> and the guy was like, 
he was like, I can't do that. I don't, I'm, I'm so like afraid. I, he, he, he crumbled just at the thought, the thought of it made him crumble and made him confess his weakness. But for many of us, and especially now we know what, what we're facing with the fiction out there and what we've seen, what we've seen them do, we, we know our own self. We know that we are fearless. And if we're not fearless and we are fearing something, it's my hope that at least, you know, through tonight's call, if not through all these calls, that I, if anyone, I can help you realize there's nothing to fear. And last time we talked about the heart and the heart is, is its own amazing entity. It's a magnetic generator. And we talked about the broken heart and how the heart gets, well, it seems like the heart gets broken so many times or trampled, but it's really just not. It's, it's just that it's magnetism is not at its highest capacity in that moment. So we can do things to increase the vibration and the gener and generate more from that heart, which is just a muscle twisted in and upon itself. And through that magnetic generator, it, it, the blood pumps it and keeps it to life. And, and through that, it's at that it's like a uh, like a portal and as we grow that portal through meditation healthy foods cleaner water all of the things that we need to do clean our thoughts and mind we can create a, a stronger heart and work through the heartbreak that comes to us lifetimes after lifetimes of being quote unquote slave to this ridiculous what i'm learning now is the is the, is, is the pharaoh kind of concept because if you think of it as like uh, i don't know if you guys saw my recent post about the pharaohs with the pharaoh show from uh dr sean but he talks about how everything is is just the 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 uh the the, the entire the monuments the the buildings, the sun signs, the, I mean, just all of it is just, is, he calls it just Pharaoh. It's one big Pharaoh show. And how, and I think about that and I think about how long ago the Pharaohs were and they didn't, they weren't that long ago because there was just so many civilizations before them, prior them. And therefore it's kind of a, it, it, it's not that old. However, they must have learned it from somewhere. And so whatever the past was, again, what we can learn from it is that it will inspire us and that we can gain courage from it and that we can be aware of, of those many times that our hearts were broken because there were those out there trying to keep it down, whether that was, was through taking away all the bells, right? The bells, the bells and, and the vibrations, whether that was through creating um, negative resonance with 5G, whether that's creating some sort of planetary hold on us through floating balloons or satellites, however you want to call them. But the, uh, the, 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 the biggest thing that we have is our consciousness. And as we grow that, as we awaken to that, we get to grow those other 
parts of ourself, including the heart, including the, the chakra system, including the higher selves, including the, and training the mind because they know, and they probably know many of our birth dates, right? And so they probably know many of our astrologies. They probably know mine, probably know chiefs, and they probably know how to pit each other against us and our weaknesses. And this is some of the conversations I say over the airways to my friends, whatever I'm talking. And I'm like, wow. And they know, they know I'm weak here. And I know I'm weak here, but like, I, I, I have to remind myself of this weakness and laugh at it, laugh it off and bind it. And I know that truth can overcome that, that weakness that tension, being mindful of those weaknesses makes everybody stronger. Being mindful of our weaknesses makes us stronger. So there's just so many people out there hurting. But what I said to my one friend was, she was like, she turned to me and she's like, gosh, you know, her husband had gotten, had just had gotten some things right. <laughs> And she looked at me because she knew he was he was working with with me on some projects, some landscaping stuff. And um, I looked at her, and she looked at me, and she's just like, "Thank you." And I said, "No problem," because we are here when when we know. Too many times have I gone, ha have I witnessed someone in a powerful position choose the wrong thing to say to someone like either a family member or to a loved one or whatever it may be, a friend. And it wasn't quite the right thing to say because it might have not supported um, you in their, in that person's life. Right? Like, so if you go into a healer and they say one thing to that person but they don't say that thing to that person that's going to help you and that person together. That, that is, that's a, that in my mind, that's not creating a stronger vibration and heart energy around all of us or a, as one says it here, a shield of faith, because what that's doing is it's, it's pushing people to uh, focus on and, and be selfish instead of selfless. And so what I, I like to do is when I see someone in need, one of my friends, is to work on the angles of how to create unity around them. So when I see two girls working at the healing center and they're, they're kind of nip-napping behind each other's backs, what do I do? I don't join in on that. I help mend that. I help um, not commiserate, right? Commiserate, such a viable word for this conversation. Instead, what we need to do is talk about how to uplift one another. Why aren't we doing that more? Why are we talking people down? There's no, there's no, more, no more room for that. No more room for that. So the next time you witness that, that's your chance. That's your chance to be a bridge. That's your chance to unite. 
that's your chance to step into the seal of the sovereign, the sovereign seal, the seal that's the seal, the, the seat that seals the sovereign. Because just because we are independent doesn't mean we don't need each other. guys with me we're playing this one by ear all right words heal when used with the correctness words heal when used with the correctness And when someone is healing, they certainly need from you or me words to help them heal. So how are we going to do that? How, how do you do that? How do you change somebody who is traumatized, who is angry, who's using even chemicals, who's not in their right mind, how do we, how do we, how do we change that? How do we heal that? How do we mend that? And, and, and I'm not excluding myself here. I am included. I need help too. I don't get off the hook. None of us do. We all have to show up for one another. We all have to be here for each other. And, ah, yes, Colin Mary, Postmaster Mary. Yes, we need to give space for growth. Absolutely, that was what I was going to say next. Because sometimes our words, even though they can heal when with the correctness, there's nothing to say. There's nothing to say directly to that person because that's a different conversation. And that's the conversation that I can't tell you who to have it with. Someone says here, um, I start in a, in a prayer closet. So that's, that, those are the times when we all have to take those conversations inside into our own heads and have a conversation either with your creator, God, whoever you connect with, Yehoshua, whoever it is, your pets, however you can, a tree, I mean, however your meditations, however you connect, that's when we have those conversations to the others in a different way, okay? They get a different type of conversation. And granted, I am preaching to the choir to many of you. And I thank you for holding the vibration for allowing me to articulate the words. Thank you. Because your energy matters. So, yes, I, I feel like we're here today collected and the, the goal is to share this to get the message out further and further. 
in the distance because I feel like you guys know. Most of you guys know this. And together, we create this vibration and energy field. So the words come out of me and then, yes, back to the furthest reaches. Pray that someone who needs to hear it does. And that's that's what that's why I call it preaching. I'm not trying to preach or anything, P-R-E, but I am, I am, basically, if there is no out there, I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> you guys are just fractions of me and vice versa. We're all in the prayer closet tonight, <laughs> coming out to the corners of the world. And so as we have those closet conversations, you know, where we're, we're in our mind and we're having those spirit conversations. And if you've never done that, then basically you're sitting there having a, your higher self is having a conversation with someone else's higher self. And yes, you can give a verbal uh, ass kicking and and don't don't think that they're not going to hear that their higher selves are going to have a conversation with themselves whatever d level you're living on 3d 4d 5d whatever that is it's going to hit them at all levels and it and it always it always reaches far and wide because vibrations i mean what do you think keeps the heart alive it's just some vibrations what is what are we sitting on particles on the chair that are made up of nothing. I mean, in between them, they're just bouncing around. We're literally all just floating. And I had some downloads about what space is. And um, the downloads that came to me upon my uh, journaling was that space has no cognition of itself. And, and yeah, space has no cognition of itself, outer space or space. Space has no cognition of itself. And that makes sense if you think about it, because what comes in, whether those are light codes or codes that are coming into through the sun or the moon, which I heard like things get filtered through the sun and then they come into us as light or light codes or, or information data. It's a, it's, a, it's a computer board or program, right? So as it comes in, it comes in, filters into the sun, we get what we need, we grow. But the moon was like, it came in that it was like a, like a different filter. And so we get different energies off of that. And so that makes sense if you think about it, that we're just getting bits and bits of data downloaded. Everything's just vibration. And we're getting that downloaded. We either get it or we don't. And if you think about it, if space doesn't have any cognition, then it's just, it's the data that makes it, makes things get realized. Things that fill in the space. So I thought that was an interesting download. Sounds accurate, but I don't know. Postmaster Joseph says there are levels of cognition based on different sources. Yeah, that's how I see it. The more cognizant one is, the more acute one can navigate their vessel. Yes, and this is all about navigating your vessel correctly. This is all about, see, what I would like to convey here is that I may have a different style 
I may have a different, uh, I may have a different vibe from maybe how the venue was four years ago, but I'm making it my own. And I know those people made it their own, but there was also a lot of, of not, of, of stuff that just was not over time, it was not time tested and therefore it changed. And so when it came into this venue and when I worked with chief on fortifying a standard for this venue through that website for the claim of the there were, there needed to be a foundation and that's what became fortified because otherwise people are just operating in bouncing around in space, spaces that are colliding off one another and there's no organization or structure. And so the goal here, as I see it, and so this, I guess I'm articulating this for the first time, but the goal that I see is that if there's no structure or foundation, how can we build anything upon it? So as long as we have the very, very basics, the bones, then we are able to therefore structure ourselves like a glass structures, a glass of water. And, and then the, the world is your oyster. As a, as a sovereign with the claim of the life, yeah, a launch pad, Mary. Thank you, Shumster. I appreciate that. She says, great work on the standards for the venue. I appreciate that because that is, I've gotten a lot of flack lately for trying to change or do this or make it a certain way or da 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 da. You know, I put my neck on the line. Nobody, you know, I don't. Hey, you want to come forward and have a podcast? Let's talk. Let's get you. Let's get you a voice. But I think a lot of people are again living in that fear, or they have their own issues with their life, or they just don't have the interest in doing that at this time because they've got bigger problems. And that's all, something I wanted to talk to you before we get into the ten, uh, the ten questions you can ask yourself. Oh, I just closed my thing. Um, yeah, 10 life-changing questions to ask yourself. What I wanted to know in the chat was, what do you, what are, what, not only what are your needs, but what are your problems? Not that I'm saying, let's, let's bring all of our problems here. But like truly, if you think about it, what is the problem? Like deeply, deeply, what is the problem? And, and if you guys know me, like we're not going to be satisfied here saying, well, the other day I got a speeding ticket because that's not, that's not the problem. Now, you could say that the problem is that you don't have enough education on the closure for how to get out of that ticket. <laughs> but I don't think that is, is is I mean that that is part of it, and I do want to I do want to uh, be cognizant of that for this venue. That if there are those questions, I will try to address them as best I can, with as much closure as I can, from my comprehension. But um, like if you have questions on the on the venue per se, please by at the at any time. Always write those in the chat. I'm happy to address them as we go. I, I would like to be that person to be able to give you 
some more closures on the venue. But at the same time, what is the problem that you're seeing out there? What is your, what are you feeling is your holdup? What can't you do? And maybe my question will get better to ask you what the problem, what your problems are as, as we go through this a little bit more. But before we start to sit here and ask ourselves on it, being honest of, of about questions that we're going to ask ourselves to, to, you know, about the directions that we're going in this world, I think we need to know like why you're here. What's your concern? Because some people I've heard, they think that this venue is, is spam or a sham or what have you. And I think, well, let's address it. Let's talk about it. Because it's, it's tough to give up. If you don't have a lot of money and you go to a workshop, and you didn't get out of it what you thought you expected to get out of it or what have you, then that's a, that's a problem for you. I get it. And that happens. And again, like I could bring it back to the size seminars, they would always say, and Tony Robbins, you know, it's like, well, you're going to get out of it what you wanted to get out of it. And only you could decide that. And they had people who left like their seminars and were just like, this is shit. I don't even want to be here. I don't like this. I don't like what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. And that's just how it's going to be. It just doesn't always vibe. You know, but as I went through some of the higher level personal development things and I sat, had to sit there and realize, and even through yoga teacher trainings, that like you're not always going to like the teacher. But do you, can, do you like, can you like the teaching? And that's been my problem. And some people are like, well, I like the teachings. I don't like the teacher. Yeah, I get it. That's where we're at right now. We don't have a lot of teachers. We, we're limited because, like I said, a lot of people don't want to step forward and put their neck on the line and do what some of the, the administration does here. So we're in a conundrum. I get it. Okay. So here's some of the, the, thing, the problems that we're seeing out there. Uh, Enrique says space in and of itself is not a thing. It lacks properties. Yeah, that's that was my my tell. Okay. Brock says I can't even spell it fast enough. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Postmaster Joseph says the problem is Project Mockingbird. Talk about a man mantra. Yeah, we're getting we're getting. Well, you know, we turn off the TV. Turn it all off. And, you know, as I think about this whole wish to spy on people and, like, censor people and just 
shift the communication style that we have or the, the ease with which we're communicating because we think everybody's like spying on us, what have you. It's so silly because nothing is a secret when you have a connection with God. So it doesn't even matter. And when you know that your connection to truth always wins, it's, it's like, it, it's just, it might look a little different in the physical world, but it, it sure is more comforting to know that. And so I'd say the Mockingbird, Mockingbird's project's not so much an issue, so much as who's doing it, I would say, right? So let's get to the root of that one. It's, it's, it's who's doing it. And as we learned from the Barrow show, it's a bunch of, it's, a, it's an inside club. And um, as he talks about in another one of his, if you haven't seen it on the, uh, if someone could post that link to the Pharaoh show, there's another one on the octagon. And let's see if I can find it. I have it. Oh, I have it right here. Ready to go. Check this out. I'm going to get into something pretty crazy right now you guys and I want to get back to the problems okay so the octagon right here the empire of darkness this guy Dr. Sean he talks about pretty much uh, this the guy in this picture right here is a, is a Viking with long hair and and a, a warrior and the warrior I don't know what someone's posting phone numbers for but you guys we're gonna please please don't do that but anyway, um, uh, but so the, this guy's a real warrior and he had long hair and everything. And so what they did was they started the pharaohs. The pharaohs started this secret societies and all the masons and Templar, Knights of Templar and, and everything. And they got to be all um, up in everybody's business and try to control the world and start the Third Reich and all the crazy stuff that you hear about. But watch this. So check this out, okay? See how it says octagon. Octagon means eight. Well, he talks about octagon and, you know, you have like a, a police badge and the police badge has eight sides. And then you have like, you know, MasterCard and it's got like these um, adjoining circles and you've got like chase symbol and it's got like octagon and you've got like, uh, you've got like the, the Pope's, the Pope's, um, uh, cross and that's it's that the cross is basically like part of an octagon and if you take the cross and then you fill in all the sides it comes up with eight sides it's, it's an octagon it basically all of this the pyramids if you flatten a pyramid it comes up with the cross and then you connect the sides it comes up with it with an octagon watch this show it's two hours long well anyway sitting there watching this show on the octagon and how the octagon people are like ruling the world and you got these police that were ultimately created in the 30s based on all these secret you know societies and the masons and all their crazy stuff and then he talks about like there's also a six-sided one the hectagon which is actually more powerful than the octagon and of course you can see all of the various um shapes and symbols and how he explains it on the show so you guys this isn't what this is what's so crazy though check this out have a i'm working on some of the things in my house right and i got the handyman's in there and i go to lunch and i come back and he hold on let me go grab it 
crazy one. Okay, so, so get this. So in the in the in the wall that he bashed down, okay, that he broke down. In the wall, he found this box. And I'm gonna send you guys the box. The box, guess what colors it is? What colors are the pharaohs? What colors is Egypt? This is a little off topic, I get it, but we're gonna we're gonna bring it back around. What colors are the pharaohs, guys? Yep, gold, purple, purple and gold. Okay, so check this out. So I fa he found this box with this little tassel and it was kind of like purplish blue with gold. And what do you think he found inside, everybody? It's gonna trip you out, because it tripped me out. Because I wasn't gonna talk about the octagon and the empire of darkness and all the nonsense that these people are trying to rule the world with. Guess what he, guess what I found, what, what, what do you guys think it is? Put it in the chat. Yeah. I know. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me turn the flash on so I get a better picture because it's kind of in the dark. Oh, hold on. I got it. I got to do the light. Do you see that? Sorry about the dog. Do you see that? Do you see that? Do you see what that is? That's a hat. Do you see that? What the heck? It was in the wall. It was in the wall in that box. Can you believe that? I know it looks like a graduation hat, but it, it looked more like, but why was it buried in the wall guys between in a place that no, I just happened to break down. We broke down one wall that was in like the closet space. Like why would that be there? I don't know if it was a good, yeah, exactly. It, it looks more like a, maybe like a, a Mason hat, Freemason free graduation hat or something. I don't know, but it had bobby pins on it. It was definitely a hat buried in the wall. I don't know, was it like maybe, and this house was only built in 1980. Hat of the doctrination, yes, Postmaster Enrique. It's not a sailor's hat, no. Not uh, not with the gold toss. My dad had a, my dad had a, um, a uh, Marine, oh, is it Marine hat that was actually, it might've been kind of octagonal. But um, it was it was not. There's nothing on the box. No 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 like label or anything. And so it was either I don't know. But isn't that strange, you guys? <laughs> a high level Freemason white hat, you think? In a blue or a purple and gold box. After I watched something on the octagon. I mean, really? 
this is no joke, yo. This is how the universe works, okay? And so anytime I think that maybe I'm not on the right path, I might, do I have it wrong, you know, do, should I just give up now, this or that, like maybe I just, I should stop trying for you guys. I'm like, I, something like this happens. And then I'm just reminded of the synchronicities of the universe and how amazing, amazing it is. <laughs> what, well, what, if it teleported into my, into my wall space and I just happened, and we just happened to find it today, what, what is the message? Now that is the bigger question. What is the message? What is the message? What do you guys think it is? Might have to dream on it or journal on it, which I definitely recommend journaling. So maybe, yeah, maybe it is because maybe it's about, you know, now I'm the master of the house. We are all masters of our house. Whereas once something else resided, now we step into our power. We take control of our now space and we expose the box, <laughs> the octagon <laughs> for what it is. So let's get back to, I just had to share that with you guys. I mean, wow, my mind was literally blown, especially when I told them about the story, the, the guy that was doing the, the pulling the wall apart he found it, just thought it was kind of funny. And until I told him the story and then he kind of got like a little bit quiet. I was like, I hope you come back tomorrow. <laughs> All right. So I would like to get back. So uh, Postmaster Jeremiah says navigating the credit debit system sucks. Yes. Yes. Have you ever noticed sometimes when you get that extra bill from someone that's like nagging. I don't know. It's like a, it's like ten dollars or eleven dollars. It's always an odd number, but like, it's like just enough to let you know that they could keep they could keep you in their system, their debt debt system, just with like eleven dollars, eleven dollars and twenty seven cents. Like, hmm, okay, huh? That's interesting. What's this all about? call up good old Jane down at the, the billing office. What, what are you guys trying to do here? Keep me in some sort of debt system? Put me on a, you know, collection? No, 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 no. Those are that. The, you got to stay on top of those and don't be afraid to take care of those. Because, um, you know, know when to take the credit, know when to get your money leveraged. And yeah, know when to get rid of those debts altogether or, or fight them. Make some phone calls and get on the phone. Jump on the phone and, and get those out of your life. Say bye-bye. Postmaster Mary says, I frequently bring Chief forward every time I notice a fringe flag. So yeah, if you're seeing a fringe flag, it's a great time to start talking about the flag. Uh, Postmaster Peter saying, struggling for the struggle of the technology, struggle in technology. 
Oh, I was going to say that I thought we were talking about Mockingbird and I was talking about uh, communications being spied on and censorship and things like that. It isn't interesting that they couldn't necessarily do a cyber attack and pull everything down or else they too would be pulling themselves down. It's just so perfectly ironic. And of course, I know what you're going to say. that They're only pulling you down for a time so that they can cipher you into a, a different system. Or maybe not you, but the, the sheeple. So, yeah, there's that. But they would just lose so much. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, and the other thing is that I've heard is that there are... It was actually from, from Ben Fulford. I don't know if you guys watched. Uh, he has one that's like five hours long. It's pieced together. And Ben Fulford talks basically in parallel to like everything chief's done but yet won't acknowledge him it's super frustrating super super frustrating he he speaks it's almost like and i know he knows of chief it, it it's just so undermining it's just so annoying i don't even know any contract words for something so low it's just frustrating and so these people you have to comprehend they all know they know, or they know, not all, but each know, the ones that know, know. Uh, I've heard from uh, friends that they've talked to judges and um, mentioned this whole thing, and they're just like, don't talk about those things. Because they don't want, they don't want to give up their comfort level. They don't want to give up, you know, they've probably received threats too, to stay quiet. Who knows how deep this goes? stay within the octagon but the jig is up so let's see here yes postmaster mary postal performances and courts are closed what do we what do we mean by courts are closed well you're walking into a rogue system you're walking into a system that is operating when it should really not be because it, it's basically just a private um, set up a private run. It, it just is just a private. It's kind of like a private casino, a private harvesting system. So you're taking a chance every time you walk into there, unless you know the secrets, which are the ones that Chief teaches at his workshops. And even then, you still have to study. There's a lot to it. But it gets easier over time once you comprehend that they're operating with fictitious grammar. And when the gram as the grammar is off, the grammar is um, put into question because how can you have facts if you can't concur on that facts or what grammar is? So how can you have facts or make a judgment on something when you don't have when you can't when you can't concur on what people are saying on what things mean on what words mean so that's that's why words that have prefixes or suffixes can mean other things like intelligent oh i n hmm or um disclosure if you saw that recent video we posted about a flashback for chief in the in the telegram channel where he says 
she, the lady on the interview says, we're waiting for disclosure, disclosure, disclosure. And he's like, well, dis means no. So you're going to be waiting a long time. No closure, no closure, no closure. Who waits for no closure? So kind of making a joke of that. Tough for the people witnessing simplicity of the chief's message in a world of the senseless complexity. Yes, yes, Postmaster Donald, true that. Human interaction, Brock is talking about over technology. Yes, get get out there more and more. Go do some some things outside of the the couch surfing. That's always a good one. And I feel like in order to get into get off the get out of inside or get out of the of the computer face, one must be in the right space or venue. So if you're not living in the right space, you're just going to want to stay inside. Or if it's winter, sometimes that happens too. But it's it we've got to be in the correct space in order to get out of our house. I hope that makes sense because, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Um, yes, obstacles at zero, convergence of degenerative and physical health and damage, void space, healing space, have life gifts of the share. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, how many times have I had that with myself of just having a health thing here, there, here, there. It's like it's a constant battle. However, that's why it's just it's so important to keep searching for the healers out there. And I find that the place where we come to, not only with the healing, but the we all learned a lot through COVID. We all got, even me, who I knew a lot about health and healing, I got so much more. I got just so much bigger of an education through that and learned so much more as well as the healers around me. We just learned, we just escalated so much through. So we're just continuing to learn. It's really not just going to, it's not just about healing the mind. It is actual about healing the physical. And in order to do that, we need help. So there are tools out there in order to get there. And that is and can be exhausting and painful. If anyone knows, I know. I know that journey over and over again. And the good news is if, if, if you trust in your body, and knowing you, you come out on top every time because the body knows how to heal itself. But that is a tough one. I get that. Postmaster Mary says, I'm still void. Closure on chief statement that time is no longer, time never was. Oh, time is no longer through the Vatican, former control of clocks or calendars. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know that. Uh, I, I, I remember him talking about that, uh, but I don't remember specifics. I would say that I don't know if time ever existed, but time as they tried to control certainly doesn't. Okay, I don't know what all this is about. Um, something, something, something. Okay. All right. 
looking at the comments. Postmaster Mary says, my English family member was very taken back when I said that plain English is what, what's a root of this problem. Chief broke the hidden dilemma of fiction word games. Yeah, he, he, I would say that in a different way. He brought a solution to the language barrier, to the Babel, to the, to the fall, to the Babylon, to the, um, it's like, we're t it's, it's time to close up the, the Babel and end that era. And, and now we're working towards healing, healing all of those uh, the downfall of the world from lack of communication and to try to build it back up. And of course, as we build our communications back up, we come back to the same problems that we had per se prior where the ego takes, you know, becomes second fiddle and gets put on the back burner. We realize that there's more than we come back to our moral compass. And that's, I think we're, we're at a, a very pivotal place with that there is that that's a tough one because are we ready are we ready for uh are we all ready to grow are we all ready to see our weaknesses our our uh moot points or and 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 bring those into kind of a uh like are we ready to do work are you ready to do the work are you ready to work? Because it never ends. It's exhausting. But that's why we're here, I guess. We obviously knew that we were strong enough. I mean, at least I, I, I can speak for myself on that one. I, I had to have known <laughs> because I've just been hurt so much like with like physically with my health and stuff it's just like dang it what the heck man but you know we all had to go through our own battles in our own way some of us i mean some people got beat up like chief and others of us beat ourselves up and others got beat up by the problems of the world and they all hurt I don't think anyone hurts more, but we all can show how courageous we are at the other end of it. We just have to figure out how to show that courage. And that's why we're going to get to it, the 10 life-changing questions, because I think when we leave with that, we'll be able to have something to take our sovereignty to the next level. Because the sovereignty, as we've talked about this before, it's not just it's not just in your heart anymore. We have to, we have to do more. We have to set goals. We have to learn the ways of navigating this life. We have to speak highly of one another. We have to figure out how to propel each other. And it just, it's just nonstop work. And sometimes as we've said here on this evening, instead of, constantly doing the work, then just take the space, go inward. So it's a lot easier, but it's 
maybe for some it's a lot lonelier. All right, okay, let's see here. We have a uh, some oh, interesting white hat gamification, gamification. The Octalysis Framework for Gamification and Behavioral Design, Social Influence, Epic Meaning, Empowerment, Accomplishment, Ownership, Scarcity, Avoidance, and Predictability. Well, we can take the levels of the octagon and create new ones out of them, absolutely. But we certainly don't want to play on what their version of it was. And who knows? It, it seems like what they did was took the concepts the pharaohs who found who came across the pyramids they like had the wrong impression of what the pyramids were for because they weren't tombs right so then they become almighty powerful and then took that to through the through eras created wars and all that stupid stuff when it was just like no bro that's not what the pyramids were for you know what i'm saying it's like you're a little it's like they were slightly off they kind of went the wrong way. And I guess it's stuff. People kind of went with it. People thought they were slaves. They thought they were minions. They thought that was cool. They thought that was their tribe. But that's okay. I mean, we can't judge it. We just have to realize that people aren't all courageous. And they're not all, you know, they're on their own path. Haha, ha, yes, a rogue corporate private pyramid scheme. Literally, it was a pyramid scheme. That is awesome. That's funny. Pyramid scheme. Yes, yes, Donald. All right, let's see here. Yes, this also means DIS, demon god of the underworld trickery. I'd have to look that one up, but I remember. District, that's right, that's right. Because Chief uses it as district, District of Columbia, or district, <clears throat> like a, a district court. And uh, he would be like, that means demon god. So, yeah. Learn your prefixes. Hey, uh, uh, we did this on one of the study groups, but you guys can do this with your name and go ahead and look at your name and... Um, check out the prefixes and what all the prefixes mean and see if your name means anything. That's kind of a fun way to break down or parse your name. Apparently mine, uh, someone kind of did a little, uh, a little conclusion on my name came to love contract for, for my name. <laughs> love contract, my new thing, my new name, love contract. What's yours? Hopefully it's something positive. And if it's not, don't worry, don't freak out. Okay. Postmaster Jeremiah says, being who I am and growing up in the fiction system, literally I can stay in my now space. It's all changed for the better. The fiction is falling faster and faster. Seems like every year, one by one, it falls faster and faster and further. Yes. Mm hmm So it is. For the power of the positive thinking, correct, guys. All right. Sorry, I'm just going through your questions. Uh, 
uh, Postmaster Peter says, for the solution will only work with enough participation to cause them to flee. But who's to say that if you participate in your own space enough, it won't be enough to cause them to flee. So that is the duality dichotomy. That is the question. If you, it's just like um, uh, Neville Goddard says, he was in the, he was in the, the army, he didn't want to be in the army. So what did he do? He went every, every chance he got in, before bed, he envisioned himself back into his wife's bed with his baby and he just visualized it because they denied him a release and he visualized it, visualized it, visualized it. He saw it, he felt it. And then he was just there back in the bed with his wife, baby. And then one day he got called into the office and they, they discharged him obviously. So boom, it can happen to you. What are you looking at? What are you visualizing for yourself? I get people focusing on negative things in my now space and I got to just try to bring them back because it's hard to hear or I just can't be around it then. So, all right. Yeah, I listen to meditation music lately. However, lately I've been listening to a lot of 80s music. Honestly, the 80s music, I'm just really, you know, vibing with it lately. So I, I think whatever you need to listen to in order to get your, your energy up and get it flowing, get the juice going, is going to be valuable for you because uh, there is the vibrate again it comes back to vibration whatever vibrates you back into your happy space you know this uh, meditation music doesn't always do that for me but it definitely can set a tone tone setter are you a tone setter So we did go over a few of the things that you guys said that you were up against. I know some of you guys just from seeing you in the chat that you are up against a lot more. Okay, so don't think I don't know that. This isn't all unicorns and rainbows. I get it. There's a lot that people are up against. So to that, all I can say is Keep working on your visualization. Yep, your volition of the change, Peter. Keep working on that inner work and, and see, see your timelines can shift, miracles can happen, and you can, you too can find an octagon in your wall. Nobody was ever supposed to tear down, okay? <laughs> All right. So now I'd like to get to 10 life-changing questions to ask yourself today. This is from Inc. Magazine, but I did write for Inc. once, or I had an article submitted there for, uh, I think it was for uh, my uh, Airbnb business. I was quite prevalent in the Airbnb world. And um, one of the things that, I'll just mention this really quickly, but as you're starting your market trade ports, as we all are starting our market trade ports, what is a market trade port? 
market trade ports are the ways by which you will be able to operate and navigate your businesses and uh, trade do trades with one another in uh, once you get your claim of the life. And as people, as postmasters start to set up their market trade ports, they will want to have their uh, their, their businesses have names, have functions, and one a couple points on this market trade port without going into too much detail, save for the workshop uh, postmasters. However, one of the things that is really came to me from listening to Chief talk about the market trade port was how I'm not, it, it just kind of hit me. It was like, oh, I'm not trying, because this is the common mistake that I find among us postmasters is that they live in a, we live in a dualistic world, right? We have usuries within the fiction that we're notifying them of our dualistic position, right? We're, we're sovereign claimant, but we have a, uh, but we also have driver's license and we drive on the fiction roads with, well, we drive on chief's road, but with a fiction license. So, but we've filed in our, we've put a quantum claim in on that driver's license. So it's a bit of a kind of a, a concoction. And, but, but one of the things is with the market trade port that came to my closure mind was we're not creating anything within the fiction anymore, guys. And you guys have already maybe come up with this, but it really just kind of is good to keep talking about this. It's not, we're not coming up with these things that we're going to be building and patenting and creating within the fiction anymore. What we're doing is we're, as a sovereign, as a claimant, we're creating and building and, and coming up with those concepts in the quantum. With our quantum contracting with the correctness written correctly, right? With our quantum grammar we are authorized to write with. And we are then giving closure to the fiction of what we are doing. And if you can take that one concept and apply it to anything that you're doing, including like if you're having to go back into the courts, from my comprehension, that is actually going to set your volition correct or more correct at least. I'll tell you, I don't know exactly each your, I don't want to tell you each of your positions or what what's going on in your life, but I will say that if you look at it like the fiction needs things for me and I need to go back into the fiction and I need to handle this from a fiction with a quantum contract and then that kind of shifts the perspective back from a fiction one. However, if if we can look at it like, yes, as a claimant, I'm giving them notice, I'm giving them closure, I'm giving them knowledge of what I'm up to. You're welcome, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, I'm giving them closure of this. Then I feel like as that shifts the volition, it will just make it easier, easier for us to move our paperwork through and get the fiction to comprehend and um, recognize us as a um, 
us with what we're trying to do instead of fight or resist us because they can't, those two worlds can't meet, but they can certainly begrudgingly accept our paperwork, if you know what I mean. Maybe not even begrudgingly. Maybe just simply. That was, that's just one perspective. Just a, a perspective that I had about it. Just making it a little bit more simple on all of us to to uh, come from that angle, if you will. Does that make sense? Can I get a, a yay? Can I get a nay? How do we feel about that? Does that make sense? Do we mail an original market trade for a contract to chief and or certified copy? No. No, in fact, um, you uh, get to kind of go about that world yourself. The only thing that I would say the mistake I think some people are, postmasters are making is they try to do what chief is doing instead of just living their life and doing their own thing, like their own contracting or their own computer consulting or their own, you know, pool business or whatever it is. Instead, they try to do like what he's actually doing, which is like constitutions or all of that stuff is already done. But I think the pro we, the problems happen in the venue and, and they also, before I came to this venue, if you guys remember, please let me know if you remember this. But everybody was like trying to do what Chief was doing and had all these pirates because there was no ground rules. And so, yeah, call, call me names, call me what you want. But I mean, we don't see, touch wood, we don't see them popping up every, every so often. Cause I mean, seriously, when I started this, there was like a new one every week. Okay. So you're welcome. And I know many of you guys have helped to cast shadows on them or cast light rather on them and bring them forward as well and put them, help help me put them and chief put them on the pirate list. Because I tell you what, you think I like taking your message and telling chief about it? I mean, hello, you think he likes to hear that? No. So it was kind of actually really nice when he didn't, have to hear those things anymore because there just weren't any more pirates coming. I'm not saying they're, well, I'm just going to say it. full stop. So yeah, it stresses him out. You guys have no idea. I mean, he hates it. I don't, and I hated having to tell him of those pirates. That was just no fun. The guy is just like, he doesn't deserve that. And at the same time, it's like, yeah, I mean, Sometimes he needed to know, and sometimes he didn't need to know. I mean, he knows because the list is out. So it's at lastlegstanding.com if you want to see the list of pirates. It's on there. But, I mean, do you think that's something he likes to hear? No, not. We'll just leave it there. Would you like to hear that? Do you like to hear it when people are copying you or whatever? No. No. It's no fun. So... That was that was good. I was I was glad that you know now now I just got to fight off all the haters, and because 
you know, you, you, I put myself in a public position and I have to watch out. You guys don't even comprehend. You think that you think that the luck you think that how do I say this? More people complain. More people are stuck on complaining than they will cast compliments. And that is a sickness of our society. Thanks, Bob. But I mean, I always say go ahead and say two compliments before you start. If you're gonna bring, if you're gonna bring a pirate, I don't know. Say, hey, great memes, but by the way, there's a pirate. <laughs> because then it breaks the like energy. It just like changes it. I think it softens the flow. It could be anything. It could be like, hey, your grammar's off. But, hey, I love that picture, but can you change the grammar? I don't know. It's different being, like, a female talking to, like, I have a team of men. Like, where's all the chicks? You know, I got, like, one one lady, one lady postmaster helping me. All bros. But, you know, thank you, postmasters. I love you, too. All, all you guys. <clears throat> I didn't mean to <clears throat> right after that. I just had a tickle in my throat, honestly. It was an honest one. I love you guys. You guys are my guys. But yeah, we need some ladies in the house. That being said, if you'd like to step up as a on the street team, the media street team, we could always use more memes, more um, more assistance with the marketing and concepts like that. I do have someone I'm working with now on some um, some emails. He's going to help with some emailing. We've got video editor. We've got yeah, there's always things to do. So if you're just looking for something to do or you want something, there's always chances to generate a little bit of income, I guess I could say. <laughs> um, not not like a, not nothing crazy yet, but um, yeah, there's always things. And don't be offended if it's not a good fit or something. Yeah. Yes, and then a lot of people are just like, I just want to help. I want to help Chief. I want to help get Chief's word out. And I'm like, hey, amen, thank you. Because, and if you do want to help, email the media team, media at for, media at for the claim of the life .com. Let us know how you want to help. Because, um, you know, we've, we've, we've had some good volunteers come in. We've had some good volunteers go out. There's just not everybody, you know. Not everybody vibes, and that's cool. That's okay. But um, what can I say? What can I say? It's a funny world we live in. Anyway, let's get to our uh, 10 life-changing questions to ask yourself today. Okay, guys? Okay? You ready for this? Are you ready? Because I want to know. How will your life be different in a year? Maybe you can think of that credit debt system that might disappear in your life. <clears throat> Maybe it's like less smoking or drinking or something. But how, how can you 
let go of a burden, let go of a debt, let go of a trauma, let go of a loneliness, let go of a self-destructive habit, let go of something that is just not perfect in your world? How can your life be different in a year? Maybe it's um, sometimes people say like, oh, well, they can't afford a claim of the life or they want to go to a workshop. And they say, well, I'll do trade. And I was like, you can so absolutely. I would love that. And then they can um, shift something in their life so that it's in one year from now, it, it changes. But we have to start now. I, when I wanted to buy my first house, I was like, okay, I got to fix my credit. I got a two-year plan. This was all in the fiction many years ago, but like, yeah, I had a two-year plan. And then, then I realized I didn't have money for the down payment. And I had to, I literally had to go ask for money from friends and then I, or, or like jobs or whatever. And I had to figure that out. I had to, and then when I bought my house, um, I moved to a whole new city and I was, um, of course my health was not very good. I was, um, I had managed to get my house. I had an FHA house. So I, my down payment was very, very low. I was on food stamps. I couldn't afford, um, I could afford just enough for my mortgage because what I would do is rent out my house on Airbnb and uh, had credit from doing so many Airbnbs, uh, like getting, getting, uh, doing videos and ho getting people posted on it. And I would <clears throat> use that credit to go stay at a, another Airbnb while I rented out my house so that, and I put, um, I put the furniture on a credit card until I got that house furnished. And then I, like, I would stay el elsewhere and, and rent out my own house so that I could um, pay my mortgage until I got back on my feet. And then one day I said, I'm just going to, I'm just going to uh, get a really big client. And then I did. And I got like a really big client and he had like a, we would, he had like a, a penthouse and I just made, I, I was just, yeah, I was beginning to making six figures and that was my first six figure business and in Airbnb business. And granted by the time COVID hit, I was sure as heck glad to be done with that because, or at least as I had 30 properties, I mean, it was just, I was just wrecked, but I did make it up to the six figures and I was like, dang, okay. I mean, I literally crawled out of the mud. And I've done it repeatedly. I've done it. I've, I've, because then I've lost my health and then I've gained it back. And I mean, it's, this takes years. And it's no fun. But I've done it several times now and come back and created six-figure businesses. I sold everything. I mean, it's just it's cycles, cycles, cycles. So, and I've even created a seven-figure business. And there are times when I thought I should just let go of certain businesses and, and not have those anymore. But I remember my two-year plan. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to get rid of everything this time. I'm not going to just let it all go. Cause I've been through that. I've been through the monks monk phase where I've let everything go, let it all go. Cause my health was so important and I had to go on that journey to find how to heal. And I got rid of everything, sold everything. I did that one willingly though. It's different when you don't, when I, you know, you don't have anything. So you have to make it. That's a different type of willpower that comes from the mind. But it can be done and it is done. And I think the people that are the strongest have lost and gained many times. And I could do it again and it won't phase me. And that's the difference between me and a billionaire or whoever those people are and the Pharaoh people who are afraid to lose. It's actually fun. It's, I mean, not saying I want to lose everything now, touch wood, but I'm just saying that like, I'm I There's a time for that. There's a time for losing and letting go of everything. And it just is freeing. It's just freeing. It's not more. Nelly says, yo tengo la tarjeta de chip en la, en la puerta de mi casa. Good. She has the card of chief in her, in the door of her casa, hopefully with the flag on it. Right, Nelly? And then I have other postmasters who won't accept money and they are barely on the grid. And I'm just like, wow, like you make your sourdough bread. You take those eggs from the chicken. You, I mean, you trade, you barter. That is so honorable. It just fascinates me. I mean, how, how, yes, how different we all are. Number two, what are you grateful for? Again, like I said, where's all the gratitude? You think gratitude gets through to chief? No, people, people want to, people want to tell him. I mean, yes, they, they, let me rephrase. <clears throat> let me say that new. Yes. They say to him how grateful they are to him. They really do. Um, you know, he doesn't sit there and read a lot of comments on YouTube or things like that. He just doesn't like to do that. And therefore, I think he misses out on some of those comments of gratitude, which would be nice, you know. Uh, but, um, but oftentimes, it's the, the ungrateful things that get back to him, including, including things about me. You, more things negative get to him than positive. Like I said, I got to fight the haters. If you think of the, all the good things I've done, I know I toot my horn, own horn a lot. That's just because nobody really gets to toot it to him for me. And nobody chooses to. Like, why is that? I wonder. It really, nobody? Like, I, I'm just, I think it's, it's probably because they're just in such awe when they see him. They want to be, they want to show him the gratitude. And I get that. And I, I want that for him. But I guess, you know, we all, if, if I want to keep doing what I'm doing, I, I better know that it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a tough guy. All right, moving on. Grateful. What are you grateful for? Gratitude correlates with better moods. 
higher confidence, lower fatigue, lower inflammation. Don't have anything to be thankful for. What about your electricity? Running water, roof over your head. Oh my God, we are so blessed. Number three, what nice thing can you do for someone else today? This is what I was talking about. You know, bridging, being the bridge for your community. When you hear people complaining, how can you bridge that? Correct them. Say, say things, nice things that will help shift their mindset. If you know somebody does that, including myself, if you're out there listening to this and you know I'm having a hard day, don't just let me rant. Change it around and do that for your friends. That's what we need to do. I don't have all the answers. I need strong people in my life, very strong people in my life. I don't know about you guys, but I need really strong people in my life who can sit there and uplift me. And that's why I keep some of those people around me because they are, they're, they're good at being neutral. They're good at being positive. They're good at being strong. They show up. And Chief needs that too. You know, if you're a weak friend to Chief, why? If you're on this call now or you're listening, why are you a weak friend to Chief? Why are you telling him negative things? Please, you guys, be positive with him. Encourage his community. Encourage his relationships. Encourage his betterment. Encourage him to do things in a positive light. Don't think he has all the answers either. I mean, he does, but that only comes to co contract. Well, not just contract, but all the things around the contract, the mastery of the contract. But we all need that. People like to take from him, take the knowledge. You know, it's, it's, I know, I get it, you guys. It's hard to give to him because <clears throat> he just, you don't know what to give him other than, you know, your money to go to a workshop or, you know, your, your, your words of gratitude that, or, or spreading his word. That's what you can do is, you know, bringing him, bring him forward. I mean, it is, I get it. It's hard. It's hard to know how to do that for him. I guess you could see it in your mind. I pray for my team and the venue and the people of the world. I ask for good blessings for them. It doesn't have to be when you do something nice for someone, you don't, you don't, you don't have to like tell them necessarily. You can say it's kind of that joke about the meme that says, I did a prayer for you today and you didn't even ask me to. <laughs> That's so funny, right? It's like, yeah, well, but anyway, Yes, we send Chief our love and our energy, thankfulness. Number four, how much do you worry about what others think? You can't be present and your best self if you're constantly asking questions such as, did they think that I was smart? Did they think that I was successful? Did they think that I what I said was stupid? Do they hate me? I really think about it unless someone actually says. People don't like you. Okay, well, Jesus, yeah, that's going to make me 
think about it. Why the heck are they even going there? Why don't they talk about what they do like or what they want to or give feedback? It's it's completely pointless to me to talk about how someone's not good. So, oh, that person's not good for you. Oh, well, what's your what's your where are your forensics? What's your factual data to back that up or is it just a personal negative opinion? Right? I have people who are judging other people's marriages in, in my community. And I'm like, person, yeah, they got problems. So let me help them heal their heart and do what I can to help them heal their heart and the best I know how to, so that they can do better in their relationship and with themselves. And that's, that's, that's an honor. So, you know, I don't, tend to worry so much about what others think, but I will say that when someone tells me it really hurts because it, with no factual forensics and just, you know, that that's a, it's, it's a really nasty way to get at someone because it, it just makes it look like there's an invisible force against you. Well, okay, let's think about cheap. Yeah, okay, he probably does have a lot of haters, thousands of them. But who cares? I always told them, who cares? Like, just do you. Like, what the heck do you care? Like, I don't know. It's probably different for him, but, but that's what I would say. Because that's what I was taught. We're, we all were by our moms. And like, don't worry about what those kids say. Anyway, I used to have big, bushy eyebrows or something when I was a kid. And I was all, I was all, I don't even, they weren't even that bad. Gosh, I look back and I'm like, don't oh, know, like th those were totally in actually now, but, um, but like, I just had full eyebrows. What can I say? And I would get teased or whatever. And I'm just thinking like, so stupid. What the heck, man. Maybe they're a little bit more shapely now. In fact, I wish I had more eyebrow now, but that happens over time. At least I don't have a mono brow. Okay, number five, what are you doing to invest in your relationships? And I did speak about this before because, and by the way, thank you for being here, you guys. <laughs> thank you. Blessings. Um, what are you doing to invest in your relationships? If we can't have good relationships, how are we going to have a good venue? How the heck are we going to have a good venue? If we don't know how to be friendly to other workshop people, if we don't know how to say hello, if we don't know how to um, open the door for someone, if we don't know how to say thank you, if we don't do something when someone's not uh, expecting it, how, how is that investing? And investing in relationships doesn't just happen, you know, when you find octagons in your wall, just making sure you guys are still there. <laughs> octagons, building relationships since 6,500 years ago. What is it? Oh, God. Not that kind of relationship building. Not the ones based on lies. I'm talking about the relationships based on love and truth. That's what gives us 
longevity. That's how we know that we can push through life because we have people with us, people around us, that people aren't forsaking us. But we have to invest in our relationships and our invest and our relationships will invest in us. And if we don't invest in relationships, yes, you can become a hermit. That's what happens. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with hermiting. Again, I'm just saying that if you're not investing in it, there might be deeper problems. Why aren't you investing? Just saying. It's good to hermit at times, but it's also good to get out there and form, yeah, networks. Go down to your local coffee shop for a day, each day for a week, and get to know them until they know you. <laughs> All right. Number six, what do you do for fun? We've talked about this. Obviously, don't go to your deathbed without saying, I wish I would have. Go, go get them. Go try to have fun now. And, you know, if, if you don't have anyone to, to go have 50, I mean, sorry, I was reading Eastsiders. I'm almost 50 and I've only met one person from the internet. Well, if that's your goal, go get, go join a meetup group in your area on online. And then those meetups actually meet and, and meetup.com is like the perfect place for people to connect and go you can do cricket, bowling. Um, you have all sorts of things for meetups. But you have, to, you have to actually go out there and do it and get past your own insecurities of yourself. Oh, and that brings us to number seven. Are you comfortable in your own skin? And if you're not, that's that's a that's a whole that's way out of my league. I'm not used to dealing with that. I'm not used to dealing with people who are not comfortable in their own skin. All I can say is that when I do meet you, I usually can get through to you. Because that's what authenticity does. But when you're not you and you present yourself to me, I have a harder time connecting with that person than the people who are shy or not socially available compared to the people who are completely like not authentic. And I don't, I don't know how to explain that. That is... That is just a feeling. Jeremiah says relationships are the currency in the higher realms. I love that. Okay, good. Yeah. So are you comfortable in your own skin? Oh, and the other thing is um, get rid of the stories. You can't, the stories, that's, that's pretty much, that's, are you comfortable in your own skin 101? Well, as long as you're telling yourself, your stories about what your story is. Anything with a, a past tense on it is usually a story. So anything from the past is usually a story. 
and that story is something that you're choosing to make up, I mean, to continue, okay? That's your choice. It's the meme I just posted right here. Boom. For the how you perceive is your choice. And that includes yourself. Yo. <laughs> Number eight, is anxiety something, something that dampens most of your days? So how do we get past this? How do we get past loneliness, anxiety, or something? And for me, everybody's going to have their own answer for this, but I feel like in order to get past anxiety, if I have it, journaling and knowing that there, if you journal as though you have a counsel and a higher counsel is speaking to you through your journaling and you just write, just write, just write, and it will speak to you eventually for all the star seeds out there. It's a really great way to combat that anxiety or loneliness or whatever it is because you are connected, you're connecting. Anytime you're able to connect is the time you're able to get out of the story of the disorder or the fear that you're not connected, that you're not in participating in your own life. And then that brings care, that brings confidence. And with that confidence, miracles can be made. Number nine, what have been your biggest mistakes? Mistakes create lessons and lessons create character. The question is, are you creating the same mistakes? Or have you learned your lesson? Have you learned your lesson? Because I tell you what, a lot of us are late bloomers. <laughs> I was. It's okay to be making mistakes in your past, but I don't think we can really make those same mistakes now. I don't think there's a room for that because then that shows that we didn't learn our lesson and that we're not paying attention. Yeah, ready to shine. It's time to stop failing because those are just probably more stories and, and start thriving or as Brock says, blooming. Nice. There's some pictures of some wildlife in here. <clears throat> wildlife. Yeah, go. Go check out the wildlife. I was opened up my window the other night and there was like these coyotes right out the window. I mean, they were literally right out the window. They're like, ah, and they were just all, they were going at it. I had to go look up what the coyote energy was all about. 
like, what the heck, man? These guys are laughing right under my nose. So, anyway, it ties in with some of the things I was saying today. <clears throat> Tonight, the coyote energy about... Kind of your, uh, which one? I'm going to look at, at it right now. This trickster, cunning, kind of trickster energy, pranksters. <clears throat> Make sure jokes are not vengeful or ill-conceived. Coyotes follow the golden rule. Coyotes find that life can be both sacred and silly at the same time. I thought that was kind of fun. So, yeah, we're, we got to remember jokes on us, but we get to laugh at it too, our own joke. All right. Not take things too seriously because we are one. Like, that's the irony of it. Again, like I said at the very beginning of this, they know your weakness. They know your weakness. They know my weakness. So the best thing we can do is bind it and laugh at it. Just be like, God, you got me again. Bastards. Number 10, what will people say about you at your funeral? If you have anyone at your funeral. <laughs> of course you will. But who cares, right? Just dust and space. Anyway, think about the people who might miss you the most. Maybe it could be a good example or sample, as we say, for them. So before we wrap it up tonight, I just want to see, yeah, maybe you won't have a funeral. Maybe it'll be more of a, a ceremony, but you know what I mean. What will people say about you when you go? Hopefully nice things. So as I said, before we wrap it up here, Yes, a celebration of life. And that's where we're at. That's where we come back to. We come back to the claim of the life. Celebration of the claim of the life. Celebration of life. That's a great way to, to bring it all back to zero point neutrality. Isn't it, though? It's perfect. Well done. So thank you guys for tuning in on your night. I want to wish you a happy, happy new year being here. Thank you for contributing. Thank you for continuing to grow. I have to continue to grow as well. And I enjoy it. I enjoy the glowing veins. 
I think we are at a really wonderful transition, pivotal point right now. I think the octagon was no coincidence. The octagonal hat was, was perfect. So perfect. So perfect. Please watch that video. It's really fascinating. Thank you guys so much for joining in. Stay love and stay light. And thank you for holding the energy and this, the safe space for this now space, for this container that we create together. And as it moves out into the world, as we bring in new claimants and keep the, the world celebrating life, nativity of life, as opposed to the slave of the death cult. So on that note, farewell, good night, good day, wherever you are. Blessings.